Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me upside down for no reason at all, uh, at least that we can explain, is the XO Kitsy. We are not going to talk about the fragile body of Gaius Frackenbaltar. <laughs> and uh, I don't think wearing a wig but uh potentially just uh, getting into character the president of the podcast the 12 colonies and our hearts andrea this is it's time that i tell you all this is in fact a wig well then just so. as long as you don't it's a very good wig. as long as you don't Thank tell you. us that you're dying uh oh, i'm dying forest that can't happen that's, we'll I mean, see. that it, I mean, we're we're all dying when you think about we it. We are all dying, but uh, it's explicitly in our contracts that we can't die uh, while the show is still airing. Uh, well, this show, not not Battlestar, because obviously okay. that was years ago. And yeah, if we went by that rule, then we could all have died years ago. We could all die. <laughs> we could all die now, and it would be fine. Uh, but no, uh, as as long as uh, any any of the the shows that we are hosts of uh, are currently running. Uh, so for us, that is of course. Uh, Left of the dial, set condition one, and uh, never heard of it. Uh, none of us are allowed to die contractually. So, so I'm, but yeah, but my my clock is running. You better out start then, a new huh? show. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Uh, but that said, previously on Battlestar Galactica, where the fuck did we? Oh, did we leave off on Kelly's death? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. She did. She went bye bye <laughs> out the airlock. Kelly went out the airlock in a uh, just in a glorious explosive decompression, as uh, we've we've already covered. Doesn't really happen in real life, although uh, I personally hope to never find out firsthand. Uh, as much as I love space, uh, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like when it re- you can't touch it, it's <laughs> Callie got up close and personal with it. I don't know what you're talking not- about. <laughs> Callie got it's- the closest view you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Callie was not in the cheap seats for space. Certainly not. <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, like it was her idea to get in the airlock and space herself originally, but when it came down to it, she didn't really want to go into space. And yet, there she is. You know what? If you think about it, Tori's kind of a hero because it would have been two dead people. That's true. She she saved the baby. She saved little Nikki's life. Yes, right. (laughs) You can't throw the baby out with the Cali water. With the cath water. The cath water. The cath. What? Calandra. Cath. Calandra. Calandra. We learned that her name was actually Calandra, which I think is an interesting name. name. Well, 
I was uh, I was ready to like make fun of that, and then I googled it, and it's a real name that people have. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a good name. Um, what I'm curious though, because we we get we get to see the uh, the memorial service for for Callie, uh, and we also know from previous deaths, uh, Lee on Battlestar previously Galactica. on Battlestar previous Galactica, deaths. <laughs> we know that uh, if they have a, a body on board the ship, they will bury them at sea, so to speak, but in space, not at sea. Uh, so, so Callie just cut out the middleman. Well, what I want right. to know is, did did they like send a raptor out to like go retrieve her body so that they could give her a proper <laughs> burial at okay. sea? Well, what would they do? <laughs> In, if uh, somebody, I guess a submarine is the most, if you accidentally fell out the submarine and died, would they reel you back in to send you back out? I don't. I think you think that's how submarines work. I think underwater. Sure you that's how they work. You belong to Davy Jones at that point. Unless. Yeah. They, that's, it's in the contract. It's in the submarine <laughs> yeah. contract that you have to sign when you get in the submarine. It's all in Poseidon's mm. hands now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Kitsy, I, I am curious, before we, we get uh, too deep into anything in this episode, I'm curious your thoughts specifically on uh, Tori's line uh, when she complains about the memorial service being at dawn. That feels like something you would specifically have a problem with. <laughs> dawn of what? <laughs> well, I mean, the dead, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> What dawn, Tori? <laughs> so clearly, they they are trying to keep some sort of standardized time. And you know, it, it, later on in the episode, during a, an argument, uh, the admiral tells someone to report somewhere at oh six hundred hours. So they're they're keeping uh, now some form of like, what's the Capricorn word for terrestrial? Because would they they wouldn't have Terra because that's the word for Earth. Maybe they would because they have Earth in their vocabulary. Capristrial. Cap- yeah, Caprestrial. 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 So, but I mean, keeping time makes sense, right? You have to ha- be able to coordinate. Keeping time makes sense. Mm-hmm. The time's probably based on something back on Caprica that is no longer relevant, but it's what they're used to. It's what all their clocks are set to, right. so... And there is an you know. early versus a late. Like, right. there is a getting up too sure. early, but dawn yeah. implies a dawning. But dawn, dawn <laughs> implies a sunrise, which... Did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there is a definite difference, a difference uh, in semantics between dawn and early morning. Uh, and I, I just... I figured that was something that probably would have... would have irked it, you. You know, I, I didn't catch it, and then as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I'm furious now. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad I brought it up. Me too. Um, but uh, you know, at this uh, memorial service, we we get to see the the chief delivering a uh, a pretty touching eulogy. Uh, where let me see he's if dressed I can find. cool as hell. Yeah, like he's like full on like black suit. Like he's looking yeah. suave as shit. Like right. Like got his Johnny Cash costume on. Mm-hmm. Forgive me for being insensitive, but like he could easily have gone right from that to like going and picking up some some fleet ladies. Uh, that is <laughs> so insensitive. It's so insensitive. Like everything else I've said has been with the utmost right, reference. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he says, "I couldn't keep you safe from harm, my love, but I've kept you in my heart. You were the breath in my lungs, the blood in my veins, the light in my eye, wow. and now that wow. breath is wow. gone." That blood and the light are gone. Now I am left, a voice, and the lords of Kobol, as many and varied as mortal men, must bend down and lean low to hear that voice and hear my lament. That's very sweet. It's very sweet. Do they even like each other, though? I No, they don't. And like, later on, we find out, like... <laughs> well, I think she liked him at first. First, <laughs> He, as we find out, mm-hmm. didn't really like her all that much, which I think is more grief talking than anything. I think he did. Yeah. I, I think it, at least at one point have feelings for her. I don't think he he was yeah. as that, cold as he sounds. I think like it's it's grief. It's anger. It's like he's still he's still processing you know being a Cylon and the the self hatred that's coming along with that. And like 
everything is is really like fracking with his head uh, to the point where like even you know as people are filing past and like shaking his hand and you know offering their condolences he just grabs on to Tori and Ty and they're like sorry for your loss chief mm-hmm. maybe be a little bit more chill <laughs> together <laughs> um I do also want to point out the the uh, other kind of touching moment between uh, Space Mom and Dad, uh, where Laura says, "You know, I, I like this service; it's nice." And he's like, "It's not for me." And she's like, "Well, I just want you to know what I like." <laughs> uh, with the implication, and he goes, "He goes, oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> with the implication, of course, being like, "We know that like the cancer's returned. She seems to be dying again, and she, she's wearing a wig. She's wearing a wig." Uh, which yeah, that, the straight hair is a good look on her. Like just the like perfectly straight long hair, mm-hmm. it works. I, I, okay. So there's two options here. Go on. Option one is that someone made a wig okay. after they escaped from the initial silent attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Option two. Is that while escaping from the initial silent attack, someone went, oh, fuck, I better bring at least one wig. (laughs) Well, remember, they've got all that stuff in random storage somewhere that doesn't actually. Well, and some of these ships were just like passenger liners. So it's entirely feasible that somebody packed a wig. And just happened to have and one. And now she has it? I mean, maybe yeah, they, that's the bigger they, didn't, question. they didn't need it anymore, so they, they put it for sale in the bazaar. <laughs> the colonial bazaar. The colonial bazaar. Yeah, I don't I, I mean, we may never know. I would love to know the, like, the, the, that kind of, like, minutia of this show. Like, where did she get a wig? Why did she get a wig? Like, why not just go full power move, like... Fuck it. Bald now. Deal with it. I would um, love to see that. I hope we do. But, yeah, yeah. again, I, I think it works for her. Uh, but, yeah, so she she's dying, and, and she wants the, the Admiral to be aware of what her wishes are uh, for when the time comes. Hmm. If. If. I think, I think we're probably going to lose Rosalind. I guess she could come back as the 13th Cylon. I decided gonna, this week that it's Hilo. We're going to lose all of them because the show is going to end Hush. at the end of this season. Hush your upside down mouth right now, Kitsy. Then, <laughs> I feel like we should probably explain all the jokes about me being upside down because <laughs> I feel like people listening to the podcast might not have a lot of context for it. Kitsy's upside down. Kitsy's upside down. My, my camera. Kitsy's upside down for some reason, has just decided it's upside down now, and I can't find a single setting to, to flip it back right side up. So I don't know what's going on. Oh, uh, but apparently I'm just... Upside down now. Kids his camera. <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> Kitsy currently is thinking for at least the uh, 30th time, <laughs> is it too late to unstart this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> I could delete every shred of evidence of this podcast's existence from the world. Mm. That would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Because you'd have, could still- you'd have to have access to like all of the social media accounts of everyone who's ever like shared or interacted with. I don't think you actually could delete every trace of it from the world. Mm-hmm. That is not a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> challenge accepted. No. <laughs> challenge revoked. Uh, Too late. Accepted. Ty has been uh, he's been making some visits down to uh, to Caprica Six down in the brig. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really seem to to have any purpose. He just, you know, he he comes down to to tell her that her request to see baby Hera has been denied, and she's like, "You came here just to tell me that." Mm-hmm. What? Uh, Doesn't she say you came here to tell me that again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "You think I want to come down here? We're done." <laughs> and then leaves. She's like, <laughs> she's like, "You're here every day. Like what?" But what? Is a like a, a real mind frack. 
I'm, I'm finally mm-hmm. forcing myself to get used to using mm-hmm. that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, season four, about time you get on board. Four, uh, is that he keeps having these hallucinations of Ellen in place of the six. And I, I love that we had the, um, the, the original reveal of Ellen way back whatever season that was, season one. Season two, oh, yeah. uh, and you know she was wearing the red dress, and there was a like, you know, is it going to be six in the in the raptor? And it turns out it's Ellen. And like you know, we've had a, a couple times where we've mentioned similarities between the two, and so like it's it's a little bit too seamless the way that the the, the imagery keeps transitioning between uh, Trisha Helfer and oh my goodness, why don't I remember Ellen's name? I will find it. Uh, Kate Vernon. It's Oh, it's, I was say it's Ellen. Well, the character, yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it freaks me out. I don't like it. Um, but it, it shows like, uh, there, there's, there's some stuff going on in, in, in Ty's mind in the, uh, in the previously on, uh, sequence at the beginning of the show, we see again, uh, the scene where he, uh, kills Ellen. Uh, mm. for betraying the, the resistance. And we can tell that that's still very much weighing on him. And I kind of wonder, like, is that is it more than ever now that, like, he's part of the group that she betrayed them to? Like, what kind of complicated yeah. feelings must that be for him? That's Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I also want to, I don't think that Ellen is the 12th or 13th Cylon. Though they have given us plenty of, like, you could make a case for it, especially because her return, for all we know, she did die on Caprica in the first place, like Ty thought, and this is a second Ellen. Um, I will be annoyed because I do like that sort of doubling that they do with Six and Ellen. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting, but will be less so if it's really drawing that much of a, you know, uh, that much of a comparison. Um, Yeah. There is loud thunder rolling through. I wonder if that's going to... It's really loud. Ooh. Ooh, we just had that Ooh. recently. I love a good, love a good sun, summer storm. Me We too. had some thunder earlier. Yeah, it's like pouring and stuff now, too. Anyway. Um, so. know, I'm in my basement. I can't fucking oh, know what's right. going on outside. <laughs> it's I mean, just interesting that this stuff would... How would you even know? Like, the, 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 what direction is the rain even falling for you? <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> Being upside down and all. How fucking wild would it be for you all if, like, half through the podcast, I just fell? <laughs> <laughs> and it was revealed that I was actually upside down for real the entire time. And I, yeah. like, nailed all my furniture to the ceiling and whatnot to, oh, so- to really sell the illusion. <laughs> you, you cannot grasp how many times that thought has gone through my head. <laughs> <laughs> Because I do keep looking for clues to see if somehow you're actually upside down. Like, is something off in the background? Like, did you forget to flip the air conditioner or something? My brain has spent now, like, uh, an episode and a half of of two separate podcasts trying trying to dissuade myself that that could happen. I'm glad you're using your time wisely, Kate. I love the idea of Kitsy just home alone, just for a bit, just totally rotating. Let's see Listen, that uh, it, through. If that you s- don't think I'd commit to a bit that hard, then you obviously don't know. No, I, I said I love the idea. I absolutely believe that she would, which is why mm-hmm. I've been trying so hard to figure it out. Turning that door though would be the real. So yeah, I have to put the door on the other side of the room, and yeah. there's nothing on the side that doesn't have the door so that'd be hard i mean you can screw a door into a wall it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have to be able to close would it, would it would it help you caleb if i went and opened the door i mean seeing you walk would like probably I, give, me give me motion sickness i was just gonna say the same thing i'm certain that it would you gotta let me take a mechanism oh, would it? first like if i then, got up oh. if i got up and did this oh, hey so what's up everybody shows. i'm standing in my room and i'm upside down okay that virtual was that. insanity <laughs> Wait till I start dancing up the fucking wall, then you'll That's right. Like Fred Astaire. So after this odd encounter in the in the brig, 
uh, Ty and Tori decide to uh, to make a trip to visit Tyrrell. Ty, Tori, and Tyrrell. That's hard to say. Uh, and they're just like, and hey. Handers. What was that this morning, buddy? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Ty's like, why don't you get on the wireless and tell the <laughs> fleet about us? <laughs> and they're like, you, you got to get your shit together, man. Like... You gotta get your shit together. Also, like the baby's crying, you gonna deal with that? And he's like, I don't know, probably needs changing your ties. I don't know. Callie always did that. I'm... Jesus, I love that ties the one that goes to to take care. Of. Like, do we know? Did the ties have children? I don't think that they I don't did. Think so not that. No, I hope they didn't. Has Ty ever? Like, I mean, look at them taking care of a child in his life. That's a good point. Not in this one, anyway. Not in this life. That, oh, that's that's a great point. Uh, Thank because you. we know that the tie has had a, more than one life. Look at that! Look at that! Oh yeah, because he's a Cylon. He's, I forgot about he's that. He's a Cylon. Um, Although I guess we still don't have confirmation about what makes the final five. Final. Different final, yeah. But but the I'm fi- assuming this is not the first the first tie gener- You know, they're the final five because there were only five of them left. Yeah. <laughs> Because we exactly. got the other, uh, the other ones first. Yeah. We, right. we we found out about the, the first seven, the first seven and the final five and the final, and the final five. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the, um, Tori's like you know you you like recognizes the the grief that he's feeling and and the the guilt and whatnot. She's like you think Kelly killed herself because of you, right? And he's like you know she thought we were having an affair, and Tori's like but we weren't. Which is very small comfort to the you know the the dead person who thought that. Yeah, really. Yeah, right. But uh, but also she knew, and I love like okay the layers of secrecy here because they're both hiding that they're they're Cylons now. Tori is also hiding that Kelly knew and that Tori is responsible for Kelly's death. Mm-hmm. Um, just. Oof. That's the, the, the weight. Lies upon lies. Might as well call them lilons, no. huh? No. <laughs> the weight of that has got to be heavy. It's a good thing the Cylons seem to have super strength. Um, they do? Seem, Sometimes. Seem to. Uh, there's a moment when... Uh, the big metal boys do. When uh, Tori is, is, is uh, getting physical with Gaius uh, again later. Physical. Physical. Um and like she just kind of like lifts him up and like whips him around for a, a different position and he's like wow you are strong uh, <laughs> and so like it's uh excuse me that's not because she's a Cylon that's because she works out and eats healthy and takes care of her body I don't think that that's true <laughs> I genuinely don't <laughs> okay <laughs> uh but yeah I mean the. A lot of the the Cylons that we do know have exhibited at least something, if not like superhuman, at least like higher than average uh, strength, uh, I think. It's not always consistent, but it does seem to be there occasionally. It's plot expedient. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It it also makes me wonder if it's something where like they just always are like super strong and have to like – like, yeah, in. like have to intentionally tile it back uh, <laughs> at times to to not give that away. Like that, that would, I feel like it would be difficult to live with a secret like that. Mm-hmm. You're just oh like, man, I would be accidentally crushing stuff constantly. Just like, oh, this car is in my way. Fucking lift it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't think they're that strong. Know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't how. Dear, I guess we've never seen a Cylon next to a car, have we? How strong is a Cylon? Uh, but Tori starts we most certainly have actually. <laughs> Tori starts spouting off some some Gaiusisms about being perfect, just how you are and whatnot. And uh, Jesus loves you. Yeah, but <laughs> Gaius loves you, just as oh. you are. <laughs> Gaius loves you. <laughs> and I love I love uh, Ty's reaction. Uh, the the like the gruff, angry like. Like not willing to really show any emotion beyond gruffness and anger. Uh, old military guy is like, you know, what you, what you're feeling is what a man feels when this happens. It's normal and it's human, and it's not going to end anytime soon. It'll be there every day. You'll see her every day. 
And be a man, chief. Feel what you got to feel, but don't risk us. And I love that. Like, be a man. Feel what you got to feel. Mm-hmm. And you know yeah. what? Let that be a lesson to all of, all of us out there. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay to feel what you got to feel. Feel what you got to feel. Feel what you got to feel. That is advice I do not need. Because I am <laughs> often feeling what I got to feel. And even what I don't got to feel, just, <laughs> it's just all there all the time. So Feeling too much. Mm-hmm. I think I think what, what what Ty's really saying is, Chief, your feelings are valid. Yeah, it's beautiful. But just don't fuck this up for us. But you know what's not valid is fucking this up for us. So don't do that. Survivor count. Anyone want to take a guess? Seven. More than seven. More than seven, yes. Less than a million. Yes. 49,676. You were very close. Damn. Uh If this were, were uh, a Price is Right game, it would have been... Uh, 39,675. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you were just the, the first and I last see. digits. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, less than oh. 40,000 left. Like, this, like, humanity is not doing well. Um, mm-hmm. And it may be because of things like today's cool quotes, uh, which isn't even apparently from, like, a work of fiction or a movie or anything. It's just a quote by Mindy Kaling uh, from her book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? Uh, mm-hmm. I simply regard romantic comedies as a subgenre of sci-fi in which the world <laughs> created therein has different rules than my regular human world. Oh, I like that. I, I can get into that headcanon. Yeah. Rom-coms oh. are just sci-fi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is Battlestar Galactica a rom-com? Discuss. If you're, yes. If you <laughs> follow it only from Gaius's point of view <laughs> and never go anywhere else. Absolutely. So I wanted to look up what cities in the United States have less than 40,000 people. Okay. And I found a list uh, I found a Wikipedia article called List of United States Cities by Population. And there are 317 cities on this list, the smallest of which has a population of 100,636. And that's where the list ends. It's like you don't need to know beyond that. They're too small beyond that to matter. So, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. I feel like Fultron, city of the future, where I grew up, uh, probably has less than 39,000 at this point. City of the future. Uh, so <clears throat> the sign used to say, welcome to Fulton, city with a future. Uh, and then the L's were mysteriously vanished. And so it said, we come to Futon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but at some point... We all just decided that instead of Fulton City with a future, it was Fultron City of the Future. <laughs> I love I, every moment of that. Every it's just very good. Uh, actually, so funny. Now I want to know what the actual population is because it has to have declined quite a bit uh, from when I lived there. Uh, okay, so I found a few. I found a few a million uh, people in my county alone. So. I, I found a few cities that, that have around the same number of people. Oh, yeah, 11,896. Much less than the population of humanity. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, so we've got Columbus City, Indiana, is roughly the same size. Uh, we've got Goldsboro City, North Carolina. We've got... What do we have here? We've got, ooh, State College Borough, Pennsylvania. State College. Has 38,000 people. So, uh, yeah, imagine, if you will, that the entire human population that's left is just the fine residents of the State College Borough of Pennsylvania. So, speaking of Guy's Baltar, we get another glimpse inside his uh, harem cult. As uh, as I mentioned, uh, Tori stops by for another sexy time visit. And... uh, L- licks his face and throws him around a little bit. Gets. Can I just say? Yes. I, like you, I think I liked you, you better when you were crying. <laughs> I, oh, Which that was oof. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's picking hairs out of his head one by one, and he's acting like that hurts a lot. I mean, it doesn't feel it, good. 
it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't hurt as much as he's acting like it does. Maybe he has a very sensitive scalp. Some people I mean, do. And I'm also, do one now while we're, would that be weird? Yeah, it's fine. It's also one of those things idea. that like it, they can kind of just like take you by surprise, and it more might be like I'm the kind of person that will overreact to something that might hurt me, uh, largely because I don't want to be found to have underreacted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. Like, I would rather be like, ah, oh, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm all right, I'm, everything's fine. I'm, not, it's not that bad. Than to be like, ah, uh, you know, oh, ouch, it hurt, and like my leg is off. <laughs> Why is oh, I off? <laughs> my goal is to always to react as accurately to the the thing that hurts as possible, and oftentimes that is, um. Screaming, falling down on the floor, and refusing to move. So <laughs> I'm very uh, sensitive. She gives him this whole lesson about how, like, pleasure and pain at the same time, like, mix up the the, the sensory reactions in your in your head, and they can become one, and they can be an enjoyable thing. And then she grabs his balls, and it's weird, and. <laughs> and then well, they have this whole conversation about you know how like you. Know, People are perfect the way they are, and that's how God loves them. And it's it gets it gets kind of weird. It, it just things I, get weird in the cult <laughs> as they're wanting to do. <laughs> well, and it's kind of reminiscent of the oh god, the conversation. I forget what who by whom is guys being tortured when six shows up in his brain and she gives the whole like. Say like, Deanna, you're with me. Deanna. That's right. Yep. Um. So it's something about Gaia specifically that has these Cylons wanting to hurt him, um, which I understand. There's something. I mean, eye. he he is a, a very punchable person. He's extremely punchable. Like you just want to punch him. <laughs> yep. People want to punch Baltar. They do punch Ty. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, oh. Whoa, we have multiple Doritos contacts So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break Jump to a safe location When we come back, we'll keep talking about Season 4, Episode 4 of Battlestar Galactica Escape Velocity So stay tuned I'm going to punch Ty while we're commercial Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now... Which one is the one with the whales? Four. Hey, I have a question. Were the Dreadus contacts the sons of Ares? Because that's who shows up to fuck up the cult. Ah! <clears throat> uh, no, it was just uh, it was just some jam on the screen. <laughs> was it raspberry? <laughs> yeah. Radar was jammed. Dreadus was jammed. Sorry. Oh boy. Was oh boy. Why is that joke funny? Oh boy. It shouldn't Cause, be. Because Mel Brooks wrote it. I know. <laughs> so, as the cultists are doing cult things, uh, a bunch of men who have, uh, like, kind of half ass painted their face and dressed all in, like, everybody's wearing vests. Every single one of them to a man is wearing vests. Uh, and they run in, they throw some smoke grenades, and they punch people, and they paint on the walls, and they're like, where's Gaius Baltar? Um, it's a, you know, like a really shitty reenactment of the uh, the party scene from The Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's oh, Gaius? Where? Have you seen Gaius? Do you know who he is? <laughs> where is he? <laughs> 
Uh, but of course, uh, Gaius is is hiding, as uh, as he's wanted to do. Um, <laughs> there's a great moment where uh, Tori looks over and he's literally like crouching behind a bulkhead, like. They can't see me here. And she just has this look of disappointment on her face. <laughs> like our our brave leader, guys both. True colors showing through once again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? No like nobody calls them out on it. I, I think they're just used to it. Um but they uh the 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 men, the sons of Ares, they they run out of time. Uh they're they're timing the whole event. They know exactly how long they have before uh a, a response will show up, I guess. Uh, and they're like, Ninja Vanish! And they run away. Um, but they, they paint their name. They say on, it out loud, too. It's yeah, weird. they do. It's really weird. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they paint their, their club name on the wall. Uh, and um, Head Six says to the guy, he's like, you can read the old text, can't you? And he's like, oh, it was the Sons of Ares. That's, that's who do you have to find them to the person who's taking a statement i don't know the detective yeah is, is, apparently is it a detective? <laughs> like who is it um because he's not in like military u- uniform i just you know what you know what i want a spinoff now so we we've we've got the the coddle mash spinoff i want that and i want uh i want a a a law procedural with uh the the uh the lawyer whose name i can't remember now and i also want mm. a a like noir detective story set on galactica with this guy wait Hell wait yeah. i've got it i've got it i've got it i've got it yeah law and order bsg <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> boom <Bum>. watch <laughs> Uh, but while all this is happening, the, the chief is kind of, he's, you know, he's not having a good day. He's, he's doing a repair, but he's, he's clearly distracted. He's having vivid flashback memories of every encounter we've ever seen between him and Callie, <laughs> uh, which is very convenient that apparently we've seen all of the, the most memorable moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, you know that those are the only ones that actually happened, right? What? Yeah. These characters don't exist unless we're looking at them. What? Hold on. Hold on now. Hey, now. And explain my fanfic. Blaspheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Uh, Figurski, he shows up to, to try to help, and Chief's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I got this. And you know, Racetrack, she's, uh, she's, she's in a hurry. She's got to get out there on, on, her, on her patrol. I don't know what. I don't, they don't explain what she's doing, but uh, she, she's, she's going to the store for milk. Yeah, she and Skulls have got to make a, right a grocery run uh, <laughs> in the school bus. Uh, apparently, they're, they're racing the, uh, the Vipers, I, I guess. When uh, the, uh, something goes wrong with, with one of the, the thrusters, and she has to make a, an emergency landing, and uh, upon inspection of the very damaged Raptor... Uh, it's a bad landing. It's a bad mm-hmm. landing. Like, the whole front is gone. Like, one of the wings is gone. Uh, it's really a wonder that Racetrack and Skulls made it back alive, because the way it, the Raptor smashes right on the cockpit and the, the, the hangar yeah. deck floor. I was like, well, that's two more off the tally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I for sure thought, like, when that when I saw that Raptor hit the deck, I was like, fuck, I don't remember Racetrack dying in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, in this episode. Like, like that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they're fine. They Not a scratch. Not, not a scratch. Not a bruise, not a scratch. Um, but uh, Baltar, or not Baltar, uh, uh, Tyrrell. What's he doing there? What, what is, like, why is Baltar <laughs> fixing raptors? Uh, Tyrrell uh, realizes on inspection that the, like, I don't know, some piece that's clearly important looks like it almost looks like a vacuum tube it looks like a vacuum tube so we'll just say that's what it is uh that you know he vacuum. he he just replaced that right before they they went out we saw him do it or did we and he realizes mm. like nope he's got the new one in his pocket still because he got he got distracted he was in his head about cali and he didn't do the job right and you know Skulls starts to uh to give him some shit about it and rash actually you know what we're fine everyone's alive it's cool it's, we don't have to do this. To do, and Chief's like, no, tell me I fracked up. Tell me I fracked up. And everyone's like, mm, well, not. Mm. Well, the, the, thing, the thing she says that sets him off, I think, is really important. 
because she says, you know, it's okay, chief. You're only human. He's like, no, don't say that. Tell me I fracked up. Because he's not only human. Because he's not only human. And and, and that's been uh, a, a large part of why he's so distracted. And I love uh, Figursky. He's doing his best, man. He's trying. He's like, you he's know, trying so hard. I can handle this. Like, why don't you take some downtime? And he's like, get out of the raptor, Figursky. Mm-hmm. And Figursky's like, whoop. Don't have to tell me twice. Bye-bye. <laughs> Seriously. It's the right move. Oof. Oof. So, yeah, the, the, the chief, he's, he's not doing so well. And you know, he ends up, really not. ends up going down to, uh, going down to the bar and he's having a drink and, uh, the Admiral sidles up next to him, figures that they'll have a little, uh, little heart to heart. Like, Hey chief. And you know, they just tries to, just tries to, to talk to him. He wants to, you know, like, he wants to know, like, you know, I know you're you're not not doing so good. You know we we you know, we we care about you. You should take some time if you need it. You know we all we all miss Cal. You know I understand. You know if you need some time or you know if you need more shifts, whatever you need to do. Like you know people don't know how they're going to react in, until something like this happens. And the chief's just like I don't need special treatment. And uh, such a brat. I lo- so. Here's the thing that I always find really interesting about movies and shows, and Galactica does this a lot, where characters see things that aren't there. And we talked about that with, with Callie hallucinating on her like lack of sleep and medication. We talked about mm-hmm. it with you know Ty seeing Ellen's face on six. Um, obviously, we have no idea what's going on with the the various uh, sixes and Baltars and whatnot that mm-hmm. are showing up in people's heads, like. Uh, this kind of stuff happens all the time in shows. I've never like had a a visual hallucination like that to the point where like I like believed something or someone was there that that wasn't actually there that I know of. Uh, and so like I I I always that's the thing. Would you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm always fascinated by scenes like this because I I wonder like is that actually how it works? Like could I like genuinely like look over and see? Uh, you know, guys, Baltar right here in my room and like interact with him and like believe that he's Don't talking to me. Don't look over your right shoulder mm-hmm. right now. He's been there this do, whole Previously on Second Condition 1. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he has this moment where in his mind he sees Adama say, I guess you couldn't take it being married to a Cylon. Being the mother of some half-breed abomination. Of course, Adama doesn't say this at all because he doesn't know. Uh, mm. And if he also, that's not a thing Adama would ever say. No, right? I mean he might say something like that, but not you know casually in conversation, sitting next to his buddy at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be a very disappointed, uh, you know, disappointed dad lecture in the brig. That's right. Uh, <laughs> just before uh, the Cylon in question is executed, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, what he, you know, what he's actually doing is just sitting and waiting for the bartender to hand him his drink, and you know, Adama's like, you know, she was a good woman, and this is where you know, we, we referenced this earlier. Uh, the chief kind of goes off, and he's like, you know. If you really believed that, you wouldn't have threatened to stick her up against a bulkhead and, and shoot her. Uh, and you know what? It's okay. I thought about doing that a few times myself. Man. And Adama tries to break, and he's like, how many of us ended up with the people we really wanted? Um, and we got stuck with the best of limited options, which we've, I mean, yeah. we've literally said that. Like, mm-hmm. the dating pool in a group of you know, 39,000 humans spread out against, amongst however many ships, uh, especially when at least one ship in its entirety is dedicated solely to like the protection and maintenance of that whole fleet. Like, like th- there's not a lot of choices. So like, Mm-mm. yeah, it, it makes sense. But like, there's that, that bitterness coming out and like, you know, did he, did he really want this? He even, you know, references Sharon. He's like, if I had known that, you know, Boomer who was, was who she was. And, you know, it, the Admiral tries to, to calm him down. Uh, but, He's not having it. Chief Chief doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't want it, and you know he just goes off on this thing about how he he settled and um, he he's, he calls her a shriek with dull <laughs> vacant eyes and a boiled cabbage stench. Uh, boiled cabbage stench. So again, 
Yeah, a lot of this is probably the grief and the 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 confusion and the self-loathing talking, but but that is that's how I have talked about her, but I wasn't married to her, so like she's not the mother of my child. How much oh, of this is dude. based in in his actual feelings? Cuz mm-hmm. I feel like like you he, like you don't come up with descriptions like that off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Those are things you've thought about. Yeah. Those are those yeah. are those are truths that you know to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a rough. And you know, the, the admiral tries one more time, like, let's get out of here. He's like, no, why don't you go take care of your precious ship? Which like that feels like the the ultimate uh line for the chief to be crossing because like the you know, up until this point, as far as we know, the ship is just as precious to him, if if not mm-hmm. in a lot of ways more so, uh, mm-hmm. being the you know the the head of the maintenance crew and the person who's supposed to know the thing inside and out, um, and uh, the kind of by his own request because he, he says you know for the love of God, please demote me, get me off your fracking ship, uh, and this is where he says you know special specialist Tyrrell. So he, mm-hmm. he doesn't, with no ceremony whatsoever, he mm-hmm. demotes him on the spot. Says, I want you off my hangar deck before you endanger another pilot. You're to report to Petty Officer Bassam tomorrow morning at 0600 for reassignment. So, specialist. Specialist Tyrrell. Yep. He is no longer Chief Tyrrell. No. Boss Tyrrell. Rip. Mm. So, yeah, that's. I, mm. I don't know how I feel about that. that. I mean, is is this the end of the the chief's tenure with the the Galactica? Is this going to be a thing like where where Lee resigned, but then immediately had to to jump back in <laughs> a, a vibe? Like, I don't know. But speaking of Lee, Lee's gone full government boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, has he! <laughs> and he has just made it his mission to like. <laughs> Really antagonize Rosalind, and I kind of love it because, mm-hmm. as we said, like Rosalind is steering a little bit too close to benevolent dictator status. Uh, even though you know we we covered uh, recently that it's it's not that she wants power for power's sake. She believes that she's doing what's right. She believes that her decisions are right. Uh, and, and in this episode, she even at one point mentions, you know, like maybe he is right maybe you know maybe i'm not but like i don't feel like i have that luxury to 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 question myself basically um but she has like kind of rammed through an executive order while the the quorum was out of session uh limiting the size of uh, public gatherings Mm -hmm. uh, ostensibly to protect the the Mm -hmm. baltar cult to you know for the for their own safety because if they can't gather uh, in in large groups, then they're not going to antagonize the other religious groups, uh, and they're not going to have another attack like what they saw. But at least Kaltar, yeah, Kaltar, thank you. <laughs> Lee sees it for what it really is. It's singling out Paltar's group, and he, you know he he calls attention to that. Like, and you know, a couple of the other quorum members are like, you know. You, could this affect uh, you know these these other groups? And someone says, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's not that far from what some of our own Mithras followers believe. And mm-hmm. the delegate from Geminon says, you know, we have Mithrasari- Mithrasaries. Is <laughs> that it's like missionaries, but for, for Mithras, yes. uh, we have Mithrasaries among the Geminis. Can this order be applied to them? And Rosalind's like, hell no! It's you know, this is only about Gaius Frack and Baltar. Uh, like I, she doesn't try to to hide it. She she says the the, the loud part out loud, <laughs> <laughs> and you know she's like, you know, this is done. Like like we're we're not gonna discuss this any further. And Lee's like, well, you know that we can override you. She's like, well, then have your vote override. <laughs> uh, like you you know what's gonna come with this. You know that. You know, what happened when when Baltar had political power? Now think of like what he'll do with uh, you know a, a religious following. Like you should be terrified. And frankly, I, I, I again state that I I think that that's unfair. I don't disagree with her, but I also don't agree that. Like, this isn't the way to do something about that. No. Right. 
I also think that, like, I'm not... Nothing that Gaius has done has been intentional on his part. He has bumbled and stumbled his way into all of this. So That's like, also a very good point. He's like, been baltarring his way through four seasons of this shit. But, but, but right? Like, so I don't know. It kind of doesn't matter what laws you pass or not because this isn't about Baltar's ability to, like, organize and mobilize a group of people to do his bidding. So no. pass, it doesn't pass whatever. Who cares? Like... It's just very, and like you, they they came to him, and all he wanted was a, a safe place to live, and like they mm-hmm. cult they culted up around him. And <laughs> That's right. He's just like he's happy that he's got a, a bed to sleep in and like numerous women to share it with. Like that's his dream. Uh, Rack up. <laughs> he's he's not trying to be more, re- wait, uh, wait, a religious wait. leader. More like Gaius Rackin Baltar. Uh, am I right? Uh, Rack them up. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Finger guns. Uh, <laughs> Upside down finger uh, guns. Um, oh, it's like in an action movie. He's flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bu- 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 so this uh, this executive order goes into effect, and so, so some guards post up outside of the the harem chambers, and guys uh, tries to go back. Uh, in into his home after he was so he's temporarily put into the brig for uh, causing a ruckus at one of the other religious services, uh, and you know rightfully calling them out on uh, their hypocrisy around their treatment of him, uh, but also like really just laying into like their beliefs and uh, giving a little context for uh, some of the uh, unsavory behaviors of the the gods that they they worship. I mean, talk about Zeus, who's uh, uh, mm-hmm. Prone to popping kids out of his forehead and and, and sleeping around. Uh, it's, it's a very very funny choice of, of mm-hmm. words, which you know are all straight out of like actual mythology. But it's it's just funny that that's what he goes for. Um, <clears throat> but he, he tries to to go back home after being released, and the, the guards don't let him, and they start you know, beating him up when he tries to pass them. And head six goes full marionette. Like straight up lifting him up and he's weekend at Bernie's. Like weekend at Baltars. I I love that no one questions how he's moving when she's holding him up. Like it's very because there's even a a shot where you see him being manipulated by her, but she's not there as everyone else would see, and it's very weird. Very weird. Well, and then is the show so am I because we still don't know for sure what is up with head six. And now that seems to offer proof that something outside of Baltar is moving Baltar. However, if Baltar thinks that something outside of Baltar is moving Baltar, he might move in that totally unnatural way anyway, I guess. I don't think wait. he can because it looks like he's literally being he's hoisted like and dragged. Off the floor, right? Like, like yeah. He's not walking. Is, his feet are being dragged with his body. so crazy. And I love that she's you know, like, you know, you, you won't get hurt, I promise. And then they beat the shit out of him. Immediately. Like, mm. Immediately. <laughs> she's like, immediately rifle to the face. <laughs> um, it, it occurs to me that if I were to see someone moving like that, my... Possession, demonic possession, me too. Immediate assumption would be demonic possession. Yeah. Is uh, that what's happening with him in six? I mean, she's... I mean, We can't like, prove it's not. Yeah. That's a very good point. We can't <laughs> prove it's not. Um, she's kind of a demon. But along comes our good friend, Leah Dama, who is like... Mm, we 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 voted in a special session of the quorum, and we rescinded this order. And like, you can go back home, Doctor Baltar, or whatever. And he's just like, "Thank you so much." He's like, "I don't do this for you. Don't touch me." Uh, like, come on, Lee, just just take the moment. Uh, but then we get one of uh, one of Guys's first like actual like preaching moments uh, mm-hmm. after he goes back in and. Um, yeah, the 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 six uh, convinces him uh, of uh, what, what 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 does she say? What does she say? What does she say? Am I making this up in my head? Does this happen? I don't know. The, 
this isn't the the, the six. The the six had had told him like you have to do this. Trust me, he promised. Uh, but then you know, he gets back in and he looks around at his people and he, he's having a you know kind of a head conversation with her and he's he's like you know what I'm I'm not a priest. I've never even been a particularly good man. I've been you know I'm a, I'm a profoundly selfish man. But that doesn't matter. Uh, something in the universe loves me, and I I choose to believe that that's God. You know, a single singular spark that dwells in the soul of every living being. If you look inside yourself, you'll find this spark too. But you have to look deep. Some joke in there about guys loving to look deep. Um, and he says, "You have to love yourself. You have to. If you don't love ourselves, how can we love others?" Uh, and he goes into this whole thing about you know, like you know what, because. You're perfect. God, God only loves that which is perfect, and you are perfect as you are. And his followers just, they just eat it right up. They love it. And I can't, t- like, is Tyrrell actually there, or is he just lurking somewhere? No, he's, he's in, his, in his quarters, I think, at, at this point. But we see a quick shot of Tyrrell brooding. But then we also see a quick shot of Lee actually standing around and listening to Baltar's speech. And he, from the look on his face, like, He's kind of torn between, like, I'm disgusted with this nonsense, but also, that's kind of a nice thought. Yeah. Well, well he was kind of interested in Baltar's book in the first place, at least a little bit, too. So mm-hmm. he's not totally immune to to Baltar's charms, you know? Well, he loves I, reading The the Troublemakers. He loves himself right. some Zarek yeah. and some Baltar. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like Lee is, like, the embodiment of the... The, 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 what is the saying? Like, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to my death your right, right to, to say, say it. it yeah. Like, that's, that's exactly like, I feel like his whole attitude right now is like, look, I think Baltar is a jackass too, but he has a right to be a jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's fiscally conservative, uh, socially liberal arch major. <laughs> Get him. Woof. That technically is the the close of the episode, but there's one more major thing and one more uh, kind of more minor thing that I want to talk about. The the major, of course, being that uh, uh, Ty goes back to see Caprica, seemingly for no reason. And again, she she calls him out on it. We didn't even have to wait a day this time. Mm -hmm. And she kind of gives him... A little bit of the like the pleasure and pain thing that we saw with Tori before, and that we saw with with head six with Gaius, uh, and she's like, you know, you you need the clarity of it. You want the pain, and she just fucking like knocks him down on the ground and jumps on top of him, and starts beating the shit out of him. Thankfully, he's he's dismissed the guards. He's like turned off the cameras and everything. Like he expects, like he wants something to go down, and like he doesn't stop her. And then, like, she at some point is like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, what have I done? I, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, keep going. <laughs> oh, God, Ty. Ty likes the pain. Mm-hmm. He loves the pain. And, 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 I mean, now his marriage makes that much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. But again, like, he keeps seeing her as Ellen and then as herself, like, back and forth in the, these flashes and, like, as much of a mind fuck as that was for me, like you know, uh, clearly it is for him as well. Like mm-hmm. he's he's getting his signals all crossed up, uh, you know, between pleasure and pain, between his dead wife and the you know the the Cylon in front of him, between his like his understanding of himself as human and the new revelation of him as being a Cylon, and you know he's of course like trying to relate to the, the Cylon experience. And like, you know, he asked her at one point, like, can you, can you switch off pain? And she's like, I, I want it. Like I learned from it, you know, yeah, I was instrumental in the destruction of humanity, but I also fell in love with this man who you know, like, who taught me to love and like taught me that, that, that pain and that vulnerability. And like, you oh, know, he, he'll die sometime and like, I'll, I'll lose him. And like, this, it's a really like heavy moment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love her. I don't have a whole lot to say about that scene, but was, but I do love her. And it's they're an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic to have the two of them um in a room together having a conversation like that. Cause I feel like Caprica, I mean, like we think of six as this kind of like badass, kind of frightening 
Um, yeah. You know, but like you, when you think of, of Caprica, you think of her in that red dress and all, but she really is like one of the more vulnerable characters on the show. And she's pretty open about mm-hmm. that. And Ty is also pretty vulnerable, but not open about that at all. Yeah. It's just really interesting to get them in a room together until she kisses him. Then I, then I want it to be done. <laughs> um, and I got to wonder, like, what would six think? Like, would she be absolutely mortified to find out that she had just beat the shit out of one of the, the, like, yeah. the secret final five that she's not supposed to think about? Like if she learned that he was a Cylon and like if she, she also at one point like takes his, his eye patch also and like we, we see the, the empty eye socket and like, you know, we, we. She sticks her finger in there. It's really weird. Wiggles it around a little. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, do you feel that? Pleasure and pain can exist at the same time. Like, ah, no, ah! no. Thankfully, she doesn't do that. Um, but you know, we we know that uh, when Deanna saw the the face of the five, she says, you know, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know. To someone, we we assume to be Ty from the, what he experienced at the the Silence Hands. Like, you know, what would what would Six's reaction be? Um, so that that's going to be an interesting dynamic if she ever finds that out. Uh, if he's ever like able to open up about that, like it, uh, it almost makes me wonder. Like, is he looking for someone to tell? Like, does he want to out himself? Right. You right. know he does. Uh, like mm-hmm. he he for for all of his flaws, like he seems to be like an honorable man who does not want to live with secrets. Like he mm-hmm. just wants he just wants to be Saul Ty. He wants to be the EXO of Galactica. He wants to. He doesn't want to let the old man down. Yeah, and yeah, and if this were anything else, he would have gone to Adama about it, mm-hmm. or, like immediately. Immediately, we've seen yeah. him do it over and over again, and this is like the one thing that he can't tell Adama. Mm-hmm. It's probably killing him, and so the next best thing is a Cylon who looks like his dead wife that he killed. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, poor Ty. So speaking of Adama and dead wives, uh, oh wait, <laughs> too soon. Um, <laughs> Just get the. the are you okay? <laughs> Speaking of dead wives, yeah. you're not allowed to die, Andrea. We get, a, we get through this. I'm we get an, another really sweet moment uh, between uh, Space Mom and Dad, where you know she she goes back in for her deluxe and treatments again, and he he's reading to her, and this time instead of the uh, you know, Capricorn Noir mystery novels, <laughs> uh, he brings along his favorite Sea Rider Falcon. Uh, which he's, it's his favorite, but he's never read the ending because he doesn't want it to end. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember how it ends. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Cause I never read it. And so he, you know, he, he reads it to her and she has this moment of like, you know, uh, I, I forget exactly how she, she words it, but she's like, you know, kind of, you know, I hope I get to hear how it ends. Uh, and I'm implying that she, she doesn't think that she's going to make it. And he's like, hmm. She's like, no, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. Um, but the really weird thing is he's almost to the end. Like you can tell like where he's holding the, the book. There's not that many pages left. And he says, you know, we're getting to the point that I haven't read yet. And then he begins reading chapter seven. I'm like, those are fucking long chapters, buddy. Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> only cha- It's the exact opposite of a James Patterson book. <laughs> Sea Rider Falcon. I want to know. I want to read Sea Rider Falcon. Mm-hmm. If if it's the old man's favorite book, it's got to be good. It's gotta Is be it good. a real book? I don't think so. And I, I wonder. No. I wonder if anyone's submitted it to uh, what is the the thing that uh, Casey just shared with us earlier? Oh, Nest Netflix. Netflix. Yes. It's so good. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I knew that you would appreciate that, Andrea, because I, I saw yeah, immediately so that there good. was. Uh, some some references you would love on there, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that, that's just again sweet space parents moments. So not a lot of plot movement, but it's a it's a very like people story heavy episode. So Andrea, you you had conjectured a little bit earlier about uh, the interactions between Sol and, and Six, and you know what does it mean that he's seeing Ellen? You said you don't think that that Ellen's a Cylon. Uh, have you come? To, you you said Hilo. What what yeah. made you say Hilo? I just I just want Hilo to be the thirteenth Cylon so bad, <laughs> and we've made the like. Helocentric slash heliocentric 
uh, joke that it would be so funny, so funny to me. Again, this only works if the 13th Cylon that I am willing into being is actually part of the show and not just my wishful thinking. <laughs> and that it's uh, just just imagine in my head, all 12 of them are together and they're all going to discover who the 13th Cylon is. And it's going to be this big deal because that 13th Cylon is their God. And then it's that dumb, sweet boy just sitting like on a throne. Just Hilo he's is been the orchestrating it the whole time. I just would love that so much. That, it's not going to be the case, but there is I would something love for it to be. Extremely poetic about Hilo being the Cylon God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any other thoughts, impressions, feelings from this episode? Uh, all of them. This was an ugly episode. Like, I just had a hard time with mm-hmm. it top to bottom chief who i love so much and have loved so much i don't i understand why he's in such a dark place right now um and i don't know how he comes back from that i have a feeling that he doesn't uh, i could see him taking a turn um that that i'm not gonna be happy with um i feel like they're kind of setting us up for something i don't know what with him um to me, Ty feels like he's headed towards some sort of, I don't even know that redemption is the right word because I don't think he's done anything that like other than kill Alan, but you know, he didn't do it. He was heartbroken as he did it. And as, mm-hmm. but anyway, I see the two of them kind of moving in opposite directions. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for the season to be over. I don't ever want it to end, but I am <laughs> ready to know all the things um well now's a good time for me to tell you i don't know how this ends because i i just i don't i've never watched (laughs) the ending i don't want it to end episode (laughs) seven um there is a a brief flash well uh while goss is giving his whole like you're perfect how you are and god loves you speech um we as mentioned that we see you know flash of the the chief we see a flash of lee you know we see a few other people kind of throughout uh, the the fleet, uh, but we also get a brief moment of uh, Starbuck asleep on her maps and Sam walking in to check on her. So we know like shit's still happening on the Demetrius. So uh, like I'm, I'm hoping that that we check in with them again soon because uh, I want to know like are they any closer to finding Earth? Is mm-hmm. Starbuck still losing her fracking mind? <laughs> like how, you know how, the answers to that are no comma yes no, yes uh, and so hopefully we'll we'll learn about that soon. Uh, I hope next week it's we see them and they found Earth and they're just all like hanging out <laughs> on a beach. They're like down the Jersey Shore, <laughs> just having a great time. Yeah, they're like, is it? Were we supposed to do something? I feel like we're, we're supposed forget- to tell them how to get here. Ah, shit. <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> they're at a Margaritaville. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> uh so you know we're we're gonna go ahead and uh spool up our ftl drives and see if maybe we can uh catch up with the demetrius and find out what's happening uh that way and uh we will see you all here next week to talk about that we won't see you we'll see each other and hopefully kids mm-hmm. will be right side up um, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> but uh you know we'll find out so say mm-hmm. we all so say we all so say we all Begin jump prep. We're leaving. But we'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.